0: We have some terrific readings today, and they start off in the book of Job, the book of Job, the book of J-O-B. You know, Kanye had a line in one of his albums a a couple years ago about, like, uh, coming into the faith. And he's like, I knew so little about my faith, I thought it was the book of Job, but it's the book of Job, right? And for those of you who don't know uh, about this guy, Job, he's a good guy, and everything in his life was going great. He had a farm, he had a lot of livestock... Good grain, lots of kids, and uh, from a third perspective, all of a sudden you're introduced to this conversation between Satan, the evil one, and our Lord. And uh, you know, Satan goes, "Lord, I don't, I don't, I don't know if this this guy Job actually likes you that much." He's like, "What are you talking about? Job's the best. He, he great guy. Love Job." He goes, "No, no, no, no. The only reason he likes you, the only reason he worships you, is because of how good." his life is. I think if you took that away, he would, he would not be into you that much. And our Lord goes, nope, man, Job's my guy. He's going to be there through thick and thin. He's like, all right, well, right, let's see what happens. So Job loses everything. All of his kids die. All of his livestock pass away. No more grain. And uh, here we've got Job and all of a sudden he has nothing. And even to mix that, you know, the same way that he praised the Lord when he had everything. You know, this is a beautiful example of he continues to praise the Lord when he has nothing. He says, Lord, you giveth, you taketh away. You know, just, I praise you. And the Lord's like, look at that, Satan. Job is exactly who I thought he was. He's a good dude. And he's right there with me, uh, even, in, even in the hardship. And uh, as, as the story goes on, though, Job is not questioning his faith, but he's just saying, Lord, you know, why, why do you treat your servant this way? Why do you treat someone who, who worships you, who loves you, that you take away everything? So he goes through, and then we come to the readings uh, today in which our Lord is responding. And he's responding through the voice of a storm. He's like, listen, dude, I'm God. Like, what is keeping me from having this storm just come right down and to take you out, to kill you, to destroy you? Like, who are you, man? I'm God. And it started this precedent of God showing his divinity through a storm. The psalm, Psalm 107, talks about the sailors who are out and the waves crashing down and them calling out to the Lord. And through their prayer, the Lord stills the great storm, which of course brings us to this famous gospel in which our Lord is with the apostles and they're crossing over to the other side. And, you know, we think about this, you might think of like, like Lake Michigan or the ocean, big storm crashing down, but you know, the Sea of Galilee, it's not that big. It's barely twice the size of, of Lake Geneva, which you think the Sea of Galilee, you, know, you can see the other side. Lake Michigan's way bigger, but the way that the, the wind and the works there, you do get these storms. So the apostles you know, are with the boat, and our Lord is there, and he's asleep. And the storm comes up, and they're worried. There's water coming into the boat, and they think they're going to die. They're like, Lord, wake up. There's a storm. Of course, the Lord wakes up, and what a moment that would have been shushes the storm the way you might shush a dog and to watch the sky calm down. And all of a sudden, you know, these apostles who would have been good Jews, they would have known Psalm 107. They would have known the book of Job. And here is Christ who, yes, in his humility takes himself down to our level through the incarnation, but in this moment is going, yeah, I'm God. Tell that storm to shh, cut it out. And in that, what would that have been like? And he turns to him and goes, hey, I was right here. Where is your faith? Where is your trust? I'm right here with you. You're not by yourself. You're not abandoned. I'm in the boat with you. Yet, you have fear. And how often is that us? That realizing the great, Gift of baptism. Our Lord is saying, You're a part of my family. I dwell within you. I'm in the boat with you. Yet, when any sort of storm comes, we can either be the opposite of Job and be like, Lord, why are you doing this to me? Why do bad things happen to good people? The Lord gives us these storms. It's going to happen. The same way we rejoice and praise the Lord when He gives us good things, we have to rejoice and praise the Lord amidst the storms. But in that, brothers and sisters, we realize that we're not alone. That when we are in the state of grace, Christ is in the boat with us. Christ is with us. And He wants us to lean on Him, but to have that trust. It's so easy for us to forget the power of being in the state of grace and being in relationship with our Lord, having the Lord in the boat with us. And if that's not us, if we're not for whatever reason in the state of grace, brothers and sisters, it is time to go to confession. It is time to go and give that to the Lord. He's saying, I want to be with you. I want to help you. You were created to be in relationship with me got to have that little bit of humility and trust in saying, I can't do it for you. You need to go and give it to the Father, to give it within the sacrament of confession, to go back to the state of grace. And then, brothers and sisters, no matter what the situation is in our life, whatever storm may come, we say, God, we worship you with this. We're going to lean into you. We know you're here with us. So brothers and sisters, as we receive our Lord today, as he comes into our heart, let's call upon the Lord. Whatever storm is going on, realize that the Lord is right there waiting for you to call out to him.